Hello and welcome to Castle Fun, the official podcast of the Star Wars Speculation subreddit. I'm your host Sam, and now I'm going to let my fellow co-hosts introduce themselves. Hey, I'm Joanna. Hi, I'm Luke. Hi, I'm Vivi. So, to start things off, we're just going to discuss uh, some of the events that have happened in Star Wars this week, and that are, that are important to the speculation community. We have a few headlines. Uh, I wanted to start with the deleted scenes. I'm going to go through them all and just, you know, relay our quick thoughts on, on them and, and just a quick discussion. Let's start with the deleted opening scene. I actually really loved this uh, deleted scene. It breaks my heart a little bit that it wasn't in the movie, just because it's uh, mm. such an interesting opening to the to the new movie. And one of the things that struck me about the new movie was that um, the opening was pretty plain vanilla. There weren't like any really striking visuals in it. And uh, that's right. apparently explained by the fact that they deleted out um, what was a pretty clever idea that scene of the beginning of the movie. The right. the basics of the scene are that you start with the, the classics, you know, Starfield and uh, spaceships, and you pan down until you see a what looks like looks to be a, a planet, sort of a white planet with a hazy atmosphere. But then they pan down further and it turns out that that's um, Finn uh, in his back to suits recovery uh apparatus and he you know does that that part of the scene where he sits up and and cries out ray um and i that was such a good piece of uh footage that they repurposed it a little bit and changed it up so that it had you know the hyperspace background and used it later in the film but but they did sort of lose that cool pan down entry into the into the um, movie so yeah, Ryan went with a uh, more classic Star Wars <laughs> opening with, uh, uh, you know, starships and uh, uh, the, the whole fleet. So it would be more interesting to see, to open with Finn w- waking up. And I do remember lots of posts on our subreddit um, about how the movie is going to start. And that was one of the most often often cited uh, ways yeah it's where they left off with Finn you know like he was just one track mind with Ray, and it would have been nice to sort of continue with that mentality into Finn's mind but I don't know I kind of like the way um, TLJ started out yeah there are two things to consider here Uh, first if Finn wakes up in the very first scene of the movie what is he doing through the skirmish with the first order is he just sitting there because if if uh, if he does then mm. it is uh, better to let him wake up later on when he actually has something to do and i kind of get why ryan mm. uh, wanted to do it for the pacing reasons starting off with a dramatic zoom in through the fleet to the planet just gives us this uh, feeling of intensity that uh, the resistance fleet is going through like the, the, they are running away from the first order that they are evacuating yeah. and that's that's a really good i hadn't thought of it like that. <laughs> <laughs> one one nice thing about eliminating that is the at the as the beginning of the movie I think which was that I sort of liked that first line of the movie is uh, I think we're not clear yet which I th- I thought was kind of a yes, cool yeah. uh, opening first oh. line yeah, clever yeah <laughs> so you get that by yeah. by removing Finn scene one thing I did really like about the scene though and it's and, and it's not necessary but I did kind of and I've noticed this with um, a few of the deleted scenes where it kind of the lead into other scenes kind of makes more sense when you've actually watched these deleted scenes. Um, there's a scene, I think it's right at the end of the, the this deleted scene. Poe talks about the fact that the first order ships have arrived, and that's the reason why they can't um, evacuate the last of the transports. So that's the reason why Poe has to actually go out in his X-Wing and confront 
So the next one is Page's Gun Jam. It's not really an, a necessary scene again, but it was a nice, I guess more Page is nice, but I suppose it wasn't necessary. It was just a nice little quiet yeah, moment. Yeah, if, if we're cutting down a three-hour movie down to two-and-a-half-hour movie, scenes like that with characters that don't really need that much development hmm. have to go even if they are cool looking or you know it's a nice little character moment something had to go and Paige had to have her bare minimum you know? yeah yeah I, I do agree I loved it I loved when like the TIE fighter was blown up right there in front and it was it was <sighs> It was pretty nice, <laughs> but I can see how it would be just more one one more frustrating uh, thing yeah. about that that whole it, move. You know? One thing, one thing um, I did actually like without that scene is Paige is kind of like looking out, kind of in shock. Mm -hmm. In in the actual film, she's looking out in shock because of all the destruction that's going on around her. If, if I remember correctly, yeah. In this one, she's kind of looking out in shock just because oh! she's blown up a tie fighter. And it doesn't have quite the same impact for me. I kind of agree with you that it's it's uh, taking it out actually has a stronger impact on the overall start to the movie. I love seeing more right. page. That's great. But uh, if you had to cut something out, this it does feel a little extraneous. So, you know, I was fine seeing that one go. The next one is actually probably one of my favorite deleted scenes that, that have been taken out of the movie, which is Luke kind of having this, this moment of reflection, I guess, and kind of like kneels down in his hut in his bed and oh, it's kind it. of just this, yeah. this silent moment yes. the music's playing R right after um, he tells ray that he's not coming with her after yes. she right right yeah you can, you i can see inside his hut I, I wouldn't say it's my favorite scene for one little reason it's because it's not in the movie and uh, it's one of the i think two deleted scenes here that uh, really get me going because i i don't get why this was I, he, he said he, he cut it right because <laughs> right, they right. found yeah. that they wanted to bunch together stuff and cut less between the a and b stories right that the film was working better to have more on the island more with the resistance in longer segments and so that was why it's taken out i think it's a little hard for us to feel that difference without seeing how the original cut went but i i would say yeah. i do i, do, I because I did think it was an awesome scene. I wish it had stayed in. When I saw the original movie, I didn't really understand the cut with Leia. I like that little scene where Le with Leia where she's, you know, contemplating things and looks sad. Yeah, and this scene gives us context yeah. for that. I just really love the moment where, like, he's looking out through the little crack on the door and, and he meets Ray's eyes. I thought that was really powerful. I think it was a really, it was just a powerful scene in general. Yeah. And I am sad that it was taken out because it's kind of like it says so much without yeah. any character yeah, nice saying anything at all. I agree. So, he looked one nice thing about too was that it changed the perspective earlier in the film to Luke's perspective, right? Because if you don't do that most of the early part of the film, you you don't really understand right. what's what Luke is doing. It's all from yeah. Ray's perspective from the outside, from her banging on the outside of the door. Exactly. So many people talking about this movie talk about it from Ray's perspective. So they see Luke ignoring his friends, ignoring all of that. And this scene gives us, well, tells us that he doesn't. He doesn't ignore it. He feels it all. He does grieve. Yeah. Hmm. But he is so torn apart by um, Han's death, yeah, it, and you know, it really tells us that what he's doing is not some selfish need of hiding, but it is a sacrifice. Of course, I'm just wondering if it was cut out because Ryan wanted because Ray is our you know POV character. Yeah. So he, he may have if... wanted us to feel towards Luke more like Ray does. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
So rather than so being you're like, saying oh, that it would like give away too much, you think, or was it too almost? Much? Yeah, okay. In the sense that um, we don't, we, we wouldn't. He wouldn't want us to think of Ray as like, oh, you don't get it, you don't get the bigger mm-hmm. picture when we're meant to be seeing things from Ray's yeah. perspective. So, I would say that, yeah, that's that's that in the beginning point, of yeah. that movie, she spends a lot of time chasing uh, behind him and having his back, the back turned towards her, her and stuff. And that that does sort of ultimately sort of like create some momentum right. when she finally mm-hmm. sort of like breaks and chases after him and knocks him down and like yells at him. Mm. Um, mm. It's sort of all these built up scenes that are from yeah. her perspective of him turning away. And so inserting some stuff from his perspective does kind of undercut that. So I guess it's good in that way. I know, but so many people yeah. were confused about like what was going through Luke's mind and heart. You know, I think it would have helped, but... I don't know. On the other hand, well, you could say they should be, as in that that's the intention. Yeah. You should think, true, wait, true. this is Luke Skywalker? That, that's exactly what Ray yeah. thinks. Uh, she, yeah. in another deleted scene, she says that she believed in this legend and she was wrong, right? Yeah, so I think if, if it was cut for that reason, I think it was a good move, despite it being a, a really, really great scene. The next one is the, there's a scene between Poe and Finn, and it's, it's very, maybe, maybe, um, you know, quite reminiscent of the scene at the start of Empire Strikes Back with, with Leia and Han. Uh, maybe not quite having the same connotations as that scene, but, <laughs> you know, it's very, very, very similarly shot. First thing that uh, popped in my head was the title, because um, I think it was not much <laughs> yeah. of a sewer, and I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. so many people thinking that it was refer- uh, referring to the fact that uh, initially, before Rose was written in into uh, TLG, Poe was supposed to go with Finn on uh, on his journey to Cantabite, and then right. and so many people thought that uh, not much of a sewer meant them literally going into a sewer. How funny! <laughs> Poe and oh Finn <laughs> together, and that was the scene. Uh, as if they shoot some of those scenes before Rose was in, in the picture. So, so that that was my main takeaway from that scene. Mm. Though it was a nice moment between Finn and Poe, and I wish we had more in the movie. I, I mean, that yeah. their their uh, buddy friendship was one of the strongest suits of uh, Force Awakens, and I wished Definitely. we we had more there too. Definitely. Well, maybe yeah. we'll have more of uh, Finn and Poe in nine. I just thought it was really sweet how Poe like sewed up his jacket. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was very. Although I did actually kind of like the. Um, I love that. The part at the end where um, you know he's, he kind of shows the arrogance of Poe, where he was like, you know, I was busy Aww. saving the entire fleet, and then and then like the next scene is Leia slapping him and saying you're demoted. Like I think that was a, a kind of a better running than the the next deleted scene. Is the and I've noticed there's a running theme here. It's cutting out Finn's scenes, I think, and I, I don't know how I feel about that because I know a lot of people have said that that Finn didn't get quite the right. He got the short straw. service. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I really like the scene with him and him and BB-8. Uh, BB-8 shows him the the image that or the the recording of Ray, you know, saying goodbye to him. I thought that was um, actually a nice scene because um, not only is it more Finn, Finn stuff, which I also uh, am disappointed that so many of the deleted scenes were mm. Finn scenes, but it, it sets a really strong starting point for him, right, yeah. on um, transforming from sort of this personal interest to um, uh, larger interests. Right? right, right. It gives him a strong arc and it makes that more clear in the film. I think that, that arc's still there, but um, this scene would have helped with that. Yeah, yeah. The, the next scene, then, 
is the uh, the nun the, the nun party scene. Oh, I just loved it. The music was awesome. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was it, it kind of reminded me of like uh, old um, Celtic music, maybe Irish. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was nice. I understand though. I think why they cut it out. Oh really? Was, why why do you? Well, it was a bit confusing. Like the first time I watched it, I don't. I didn't really understand the lesson in it. But, oh, I, I think Brian has said that that, that wasn't the third lesson. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I did read that that it wasn't the third lesson. Yeah. But, and I don't. Um, I don't. Th- I don't think it was. So. Uh, right. Right. But like you know when they started waving their like little instruments around in a circle, like <laughs> telling Ray to you know do the, do the same you know kind of like dance with us. For me, that that was like saying you know you have to kind of go with the flow sometimes in the force. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just like true. join the party, and sometimes you you shouldn't impose you know your i don't know warrior status on people sometimes so much but right right interesting (laughs) i don't know i i thought it was um it was a sad scene to lose just because daisy's performance at the end was really great she was really upset and that the bit about about uh, that the legend of luke skywalker was something that she believed in she delivered really well and it's a really important theme in the movie and so it was nice to underline it in that film or in that film clip but i i do think the whole thing did actually make luke look a little bit too much of an unpalatable character to some extent right like he was mocking her which i think was probably going a little bit too far yeah it's fine i agree be suffering because he isn't able to help his friends, but uh, it's another mm-hmm. to have him sort of delight in somebody else uh, feeling foolish. I, it felt a little bit out of character. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I can somewhat agree with that, um, but I think I, I really did like the the end of that scene where Luke's just kind of standing there I- I alone and the, the music's kind of playing, and then you kind of do feel a sense of sympathy for him. Uh, at least I did anyway, uh, where he's kind of like realizing that, um, you know, maybe that, he isn't doing the right thing, and the you know the the, the new the new characters uh, such as Ray are kind of like schooling him and putting him in his place. Um, um, but I think that I, I did kind of like the the lesson of what he was trying to say, um, which is basically the Jedi can only act when they're in balance, or if they can. Um, that's interesting wording because um, all the time the balance was uh, painted in a very positive light in Star Wars. Like balance was the one thing we should. Uh, the entire saga was uh, uh, pointing towards. But here, when right. Luke says that the uh, a true Jedi Knight wouldn't act if he couldn't maintain balance, and that would mean uh, letting others be hurt. That kind of tells us that right. ma- ma- maybe there is something that there is more to this balance idea than we previously were let believe. Ah, very good point. Yes, very I agree. Good point. It was a bit of truth. Yeah. 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 I, th- I do think it was a bit of a loss to lose this scene too, just because it's, I suspect it, it fed into the following scenes a lot more effectively. Right. Because right after this scene, I think you were supposed to have Luke, you know, have, feeling really terrible and then and then ray feeling really terrible and they're very at odds and it really drives ray into uh, kylo ren's uh arms essentially right Right. she's she's kind of done with him and she's angry with him and so she's gonna turn to kylo ren instead and then he's feeling terrible and so he's gonna go off and think maybe i'm wrong maybe i need to connect with the force and and so he does that you know force connection with leia and so it gave that maybe a stronger connection i definitely yeah i definitely agree yeah that's a good point the next one 
I'm sure it's everyone's favourite, is the extended Fadia chase. I'll say this. I like the Fadir chase in the movie. I like the entire Cantobite sequence. And I like the pod racing scene in the, the Phantom Menace. And just as with the right. extended pod racing scene in The Phantom Menace, there is a point after which entertaining fast-paced scene becomes tiring and extending the fuzzier chase would have caused the same effect. I agree. I agree. And, and I think it was a good reason to cut it down so it wasn't quite as, as long as, as it was going to be. Yes, those are my thoughts exactly, Luke. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. The next one... It's, it's majority of it is, is Finn's scene, but it, it does kind of start off with Kylo watching, Kylo standing on the bridge. It's kind of reminiscent of um, Empire Strikes Back again, actually, where Vader's kind of looking out onto the uh, onto the stars or into yes. the stars. But he's kind of watching Rey appear in a little coffin. So that kind of that was kind of a nice entrance to that scene. Um, but then we have the Finn kind of well it's kind of like the one thing i really did like about this scene was it it gives that element of tension i don't think the movie had too much of when finn was going undercover right and i really like that that kind of like it's like we're so close to being caught um i didn't like it and no offense to tom Hardy, i didn't like it <laughs> yeah. as soon as tom Hardy showed up but you know I'll get into that. Um, what do you guys think <laughs> was this this is the one where um finn like tries to smooth down her curls right i thought that was so yeah, cute yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love that moment. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's I was. I, was so this cute. again. I was sorry to lose it because it was a lot of cool Finn content that went by the way. Yeah. Right, but yeah. they did when uh, did go a little bit overboard with uh, with Tom Hardy there. The idea of it of right. stormtrooper recognizing Finn and uh, uh, all that stuff was fun and should have been kept however maybe toned it down a bit well i just don't know if it if it makes sense for the story because right. I, wouldn't, I mean i know it's i know i know it hasn't been too long since since finn defected but would they not the thing that confuses me is right is is i could buy it if none of the troopers if, if they would if the first order was trying to keep it under wraps the the first order trooper had um defected from their military right i could buy that but then the whole kind of later on in the movie when they're doing the whole ceremony of execution kind also, of thing and, and you got all these stormtroopers standing round. Yeah, and it, it kind of just goes completely against The Force Awakens where uh, the first time Finn meets another stormtrooper, he just says, traitor! And yeah, we get yeah. an awesome fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so where was Tom Hardy's traitor moment? <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. Tom Hardy, you know. Also, another thing about the uh, the bit with um, with Kylo uh, watching Ray arriving. Yeah, I like that. Isn't in the movie. I like oh, really? that. Yeah, uh, I like it when th that Ray uh, ships her to the supremacy, and she doesn't know what to expect. She ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's just basically just putting herself in this coffin and. Few off, off I go, and then she arrives there, and then whoa, uh, out of smoke comes Ben Solo, and she's like, you can feel that she's so happy that she, uh, that uh, yeah. he came to to see her, but then he immediately just walks away, and stormtroopers yeah, arrive, and, and you know. with handcuffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the next one, really short scene, but I did kind of like it. It was the scene where uh, Rose 
bites Hux on the hand. Man, um, Hux just can't get the break. <laughs> no, he really can't. He really can't. I, I think it was one of those scenes that, that wouldn't have hurt to be, to have been kept in, but um, he did take it out. I see. It seemed a little extraneous to me. I'm not sure we really learned any anything more about any character mm. from including yeah. that. Except people right, right. like to shit on hucks, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he gets he gets beat up plenty in this. Yeah, movie. we could get a cut of uh, TLG with just hucks getting smacked around, thrown around, beaten. <laughs> Huh. I don't know. I just felt so sorry for Hux this time. Did anyone else? Yeah. You know, you felt you felt sorry for Hux. I did. Okay. Just from the very first scene, you know, like when Snoke just like face plants him on the. <laughs> it's, it was horrible. And you I, could argue you might deserve it. I had more compassion for Hux. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get a Hux it's, redemption. It's certainly we... it's certainly hard to watch it him is. watch him face plants. It... I, I, I just listened last night to the director's commentary on the movie, and Ryan Johnson said that the um, stuntman who took that fall broke his nose oh. when he did it. Oh. And he, yeah, so, just... so Ryan Johnson said every time he watches that scene, he flinches. Oh, See, keep it going, and we'll start uh, hugs for hugs. No, trending. it's just... <laughs> oh, God. No, I just I felt for the guy. I really did, you know. Yeah, I mean, he even gets, he even gets made fun of, you know, by Poe, and then everyone is laughing at him, you know. I don't know. That's that's precisely why I can't see Hux as the main big bad of Episode Nine. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you just all you do is just feel sorry for like this kid who uh, is. I don't know. It's pitiful. It was pitiful for he, me. He's a pitiful character. I will admit. Yeah. Right. He's a he's a bad guy. Hey, that's 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 the message of Star Wars, you know. Feel sorry for bad guys. I just felt that <laughs> right, and then we have the Finn versus Phasma scene. Does anyone want to talk about that? Oh, that's that's a weird scene because it would have been so cool to have it, but it was shot weird. There were technical reasons I can see why mm. it was cut, but Finn right. pointing out to Phasma that she, um, in her moment of uh, trial, she basically just you know caved in, turned off the Star Killer base shields. And that's something that many people hated about her in The Force Awakens, that she did that. And here we see that, yeah, it's it, 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 it's a huge thing that, that she did that. It, it tells right. us a lot about her character. She is a coward. Well, the one thing I did, I did really like about that scene is it, it kind of does show that the Stormtroopers, like Finn, have that ability to kind of yeah, exactly. you know, go... Oh wait a minute! You know what is going on here, and, and kind of think for themselves a bit, and it, it's right. showing that they're not. I thought that was great about it, um, and I and I there were bits of it that I liked, where like when she shoots all the four stormtroopers, the way that's cut together, I thought was kind of awesome. But I did think that his speech was a little awkwardly long yeah. and, and tilted because. Like, why would she stand there while he, t- he talks yeah, to yeah, him yeah, yeah. about her? It just didn't make that much sense on that oh, level. Vivi, so. don't you know you don't interrupt <laughs> monologues? <laughs> That's the unwritten rule of Star Wars. <laughs> and it was nice that she got her hand. Was it cut off or blasted off with that thing? I don't know. I, I didn't really, I couldn't really catch she that. She just strikes yeah, it, was, it with that. Yeah, it was kind of knocked off. 
I think that yeah. was great to see just because, you know, for the speculators to see that, because I, I think Both and Spy had said yes, on leaks was... that, that she would lose her arm. Oh, that's and, right. Right. And so I, when I saw the movie, special. <laughs> yeah, when I saw the movie, I was like, where where is the, you know, missing arm? And you're right. Like, we didn't get a limb removal and that's disappointing. Um, but it well, turns out that's deleted. Well, kind of did. There was a limb, there was a limb removal and a torso removal later on so <laughs> yeah, oh that's I true that. i hadn't thought of that yeah actually he loses both his yeah. arms essentially right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the last the very last deleted scene really is the it's a very short one again and it's just ray and chewie arriving to the battle of crate i don't think it was even them arriving at the battle i think it was just when uh when luke was uh, being blasted and they just were flying around. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and, okay. Uh, yeah it, it, it was just unnecessary. It just... It wasn't needed at all. Yeah. It wasn't Threw off the pacing. Like, we are focusing on the fact that, that Luke Skywalker just took the whole first fleet force by, by himself and now he's being blasted. Yeah. And then we cut to Chewie and Ray. Nah. Yeah. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And I'm glad it was cut. Yeah. Um, the way Chewie and Ray entered, you know, the crate battle was just phenomenal. I was perfect oh. in the movie. Yeah, they yeah. hate that ship. Yeah, true. She's like, yeah, they really do. <laughs> it's like coming and shooting. I like this thing, you know. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Very Star Warsy. Uh, and I think that wraps up the deleted scene talk. So the next news topic is, I, I, I was it like a like behind the scenes kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah. Luke on Twitter, said, uh, I think. And and Luke says to to Ray when she knocks him down, you know, you've you've chosen the darks, or you've opened yourself up to the dark side for a pair of yes. pretty eyes. Well, it was huge for a lot of reasons. Uh, first of all, Luke knows that Ben has a pair of pretty eyes. That's that's, that's <laughs> well, nice. Of yeah. hear. Did we ever hear anything nice said about Ben <laughs> from Luke? That was it. <laughs> no, I guess yeah, that was the yeah. first thing, and it was cut. <laughs> Um, but it does uh, confirm that, at least from Luke's perspective, uh, whatever Ray and Ben's thing was had some uh, romantic uh, connotations. Well, there, there were some, at least, feelings of attraction involved, and and Luke sensed yeah. it. And th- the reason why I'm kind of glad it was cut is. Probably to do with the fact that it is kind of negative. It kind of paints Ray in, a, in an almost like negative light, and it kind of paints the right. fact that she would go after Ben to be a little bit less than what it what she actually is doing. It right, for. right. Um, Ray wants to to bring this great hero back to the light so he can defeat the darkness. And now it's about pretty eyes. Well, I think it's I think it is about that, but I also think it's about the kind of emotional connection that they did actually yeah. share, and it's not so much. A kind of like, oh, I think he's attractive. Let me, you know, it, it's it's a bit more than that. Right. So I, I am kind of glad it was it was removed. Yeah, it kind of it um, kind of trivializes their connection. Right? Yeah. Also, yeah, the definitely. way Luke uh, said it, uh, it, it was weird for him to say it when he's lying down on the ground like that. Maybe it was right. deli- the the delivery. I mean, Mark was awesome and great all around but everyone has a bad take and uh, I didn't really much yeah, sure. like that one. Anyone else? No? Okay. <laughs> then there is the 
so Ryan was in an interview. I don't actually know where the interview was, but he was he was in an interview with with Mark Hamill, and it was he, at South by Southwest. Actually. Oh, it was okay. So, okay, great. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that. And he gets asked about the, or he's talking about the hand touch scene, and he, he basically says, you know, it was the closest thing that that Star Wars movies ever ever gonna have to a sex scene. So yes. pretty pretty big words. <laughs> well, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm <laughs> I, I am really excited about that. Like, um, uh, there are always discussions about directors' intentions when designing characters' relationship. Uh, Any word of clarification on that? On one hand, it does strip away that um, ability to... that uh, possibility of uh, speculation, because it is a confirmation that this one uh, interpretation is correct. On the other hand, it just gives us so much about this character's it, it paints that whole scene in such an not only intimate but uh, uh, well, want, don't want to say sexual, but yeah, sexual. Yeah, <laughs> that's what way. it's about. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked it because I, I even after the movie came out, you know, I think I and probably probably you guys and other other people out there continue to have conversations with people about the authorial intent of the movie, right? So even though I yeah. look at that and say, oh, there is a lot of um, attraction between those two characters. I still have people, you know, who want to argue. Well, yeah, maybe you can see that. Maybe that's your interpretation, but we don't have any proof that there's authorial right. intent behind it. And I mean, Ryan has has had already given us some confirmation of that before, right? When he had that fan say she was um, a oh, Raylo yeah. fan, and he said said it's all in the movie. That uh, I think was the first real time that we had confirmation of authorial intent, but uh, you know, a double down on it here I think was nice as well. And then the the next bit of news would be so Daisy Ridley. I think it was on Facebook Live. Daisy Ridley was having an interview with um, Andy Gutierrez and Andy Gutierrez. Sorry, and Andy Gutierrez. I think states that you know is it a detriment to Ray's character that she would go after Kylo and you know see light in people. And and Ray goes, uh, sorry, Daisy Ridley goes. You know, well, no, I think I think it's you know in that moment he was redeemable, um, and she thinks that it, it, it paints Ray in a, in a in a good light. So I thought she fielded that question well. <laughs> I guess that's the main thing I would say, right? Little bit tricky. I mean, I certainly <laughs> have been, um, you know, uh, in, a, in a speculative sense, an advocate for uh, Kylo Ren's redemption since since the, my first screening. So I have no doubt that that's going to happen. But I think I think sure. they want to be a little bit cagey about it, have mm. a little bit of suspense about it. So I think she fielded that question in a way that um, yeah. said, hey, there was this interesting moment. It is a real thing. It is a possibility, at least, or at least it was a possibility in this moment in this movie. Um, but she didn't go all out and say, oh yeah, we're, t- we're totally redeeming this character, right? So it was, a, it was a nice compromise in that regard. Leaves it a little open for us speculators to argue about yeah, for the next couple of years. Right, especially since Ben's fate uh, can be so complicated. It's hard to talk uh, about it in uh, simple terms like redemption and uh, light and dark, since he's a character that kind of transcends it all. So yeah, I mean, it's all about um, like that choice that you make in that instant, you know. So if she says in that moment he was, you know, redeemable, then it's pretty much reality. It, like you know, we all have that one choice we have to make to either do the right thing or do the wrong thing, right. I guess. Definitely. 
the thing with Ben is uh, he thinks he's doing the right thing. He he really firmly believes that. So I don't know. I would I would say he yeah. often thinks he's not doing the right thing, though. Actually, I mean, he I think both in Force Awakens and and the Last Jedi, he has he's he's spending a lot of time trying to convince himself that he's doing the right thing. That happens in Force Awakens a lot. I don't know. That's that's interesting. But I I really believe that he you know sort of has I don't know. It's interesting because there's a duality there. Like he. He sees himself as a monster, but I don't know, like he feels like he has to do damage first or something, you know? Like doing the wrong things for the right reason. That's what he's yeah, thinking. Yeah, that's, that's what I, oh, I was going to put it. Okay. Well, I, I will say that I think, you know, I think The Last Jedi is so much about stories that we tell ourselves, right? Yeah, and the uses yeah. that we put yeah. the stories to. Yeah. And I, I do think Kylo Ren tells himself a set of stories about himself, right? I am a monster is a story that he's telling to himself and he's trying to use that to right. move himself forward. And it's not really working out for him. Right. So, <laughs> so Ky- Kylo I, Ren is a story Ben Solo tells himself, right? <laughs> correct. Well, because, yeah. Because, well, he saw, you know, Snoke as his guiding light, you know? And if you have a guy like that, telling you that this is the way it has to be you know it's like he has all this blind faith well he he'd pretty much been failed by every other mentor figure you know be it his father his mother luke and and at the end of the day the only person that 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 he's ever felt that he could truly rely on was snoke because snoke's been feeding him all this all this bs you know i don't think about i don't think that's all all kinds of things is that true i mean i don't think even either in tfa or tlj he seemed like he felt great about his relationship with Snoke. It feels he feels a little bit no, trapped I, in that relationship, right? And you can sort of see that in the throne room when when Snoke tosses him around and tosses Ray around, you sort of see that maybe he started this relationship and now he's kind of stuck in it and he's not sure how to extract himself. The thing I always found in The Force Awakens is that he was he felt caught between um his parents and Luke and Snoke and he, he had nobody he could trust. Um, and then he finds this girl, right, who is very similar to him and is also isolated and lonely. And he's, I think uh, my impression was always that he felt like maybe she is a way out for him. Right. But I think I, I'm talking more about the reasons why he kind of like turned to Snoke in the first place. Not so much. You know, I, I think Snoke probably revealed his true colors to Kylo Ren once, you know, he had him under his grasp. But I'm thinking, you know, the reason why Kylo Ren actually or Ben Solo ended up going to Snoke was because every other mental figure he had had kind of in his eyes failed him and then it's like well where else do, where else can i go other than snoke and um well, and like the force awakens remember that that scene where he's looking up to him like a like a puppy dog or something and he's like i just need your guidance you know right, to snoke. right. and then i think in this last movie the last jedi is when i don't know he saw something like truth like when he was, well, I think, know, I think, I think Han, Han, Han's words to him, you know, kind of struck a chord. I, I don't think, I oh, think well, that yeah, kind of that's true. forced him to kind of use Snoke in a different way. And I've read somewhere, and I can't remember where it was, but I know it was, it was something official. It was basically stating that that Snoke was pretty much done with him um, by the time of the Last Jedi. Uh, by the end of, pretty much, he he said that he he was going to decide his fate mm. after Skywalker was. Killed and all of that, but uh, yeah, yeah, he was so pretty much done. I, with I think that them. kind of put a, put a strain on their relationship. I, th- I, I, I when I was watching watching the movie recently, I was struck by the fact that Luke, it, to Ray, Luke, she feels like Luke is turning her his back on her, and I think in this movie, 
Luke, um, Kylo Ren right. also has that same sense at the beginning with Snoke, that Snoke is sort of tossing him aside. So they both have their, both have their mentors turn away yeah, from them, definitely. and that's going to drive definitely. them to So uh, it's a little bit of subreddit news. Um, so we just we just crossed the twenty thousand subscriber line as a subreddit, and I yeah, and I don't have the exact numbers, but I think we've pretty it's it's been pretty close that we've doubled in size in the last year. I think it's fair to say that we now have more subscribers than Anakin Skywalker <laughs> and that's very and there's very there's some, there's some really striking numbers I think too. I mean the, the subreddits you know was created. I, I think, you know, just after Force Awakens, so it hasn't been around that long. But in December this year, during the Last Jedi release, we had 4 million page views for the month, and we had 430,000 unique visitors. And right now, I think we have about like 36,000 page views a week and 6,000 first-time visitors every week. So it's the summer has grown enormously, and that's very exciting, I think. It is, yeah. It's mind-boggling. Okay, so we're going to move on to the the next segment of the podcast, which is the kind of like the main feature, I suppose, and that is the the speculation segment. So each week we're going to be choosing a certain post by a member on the subreddit, and we're going to be discussing that. But tonight's one's a little bit different, I think, because we've we've actually got two that's set around the same topic. There's an argument for and an argument against raid training new Jedi students in Episode Nine, Luke. Do you want to um, summarize the the against argument? Sure. So this one was posted by Sophie HH, and uh, she basically talked about how many people are expecting a huge gap between episode 8 and episode 9, after which Ray will uh, pretty much just jump in into the mentor role and uh, start training her own Jedi Order, basically. And against that uh, line of thinking, they uh, say that, first of all, it would be pretty weird to have that kind of uh, time gap, uh, which would allow Rey to gain enough experience and training to really be ready for such role. It would rob us of character development that we could see in that period, uh, as we could see in the in case of uh, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Uh, we pretty much ended up with uh, entirely different characters after a 10-year span. And secondly, uh, well, Rey is completely untrained, mm. besides what she got from and what she uh, just kind of figured out on her own. And the texts, the texts she got from Akto, from, from the Jedi Temple, she basically she cannot read them. That's at least that's what the novelization says. Oh, okay. Of course, it can be written, but uh, it gives her nothing. So with all of that, for her to become a teacher of a new generation of Jedi Knights by episode 9... Mm is a stretch. Right. And that's what Soppy HH is arguing. Hmm. The argument for was posted by the five-star man, and he makes a number of points, or they make a number of points, um, one of which is that, you know, it's said in the movie that um, she has everything she needs. So this idea that she needs more training or that she needs to read these books is possibly irrelevant. She could... She, she has the necessary things she needs to know and understand the force. She doesn't have to do what, you know, uh, Yoda tells Luke what he he had to do in Empire, which is to unlearn what he has learned. She's coming in with everything that she needs, a pure heart. She can start now. And then I think that that 
um, this uh, person also says that they, you know, she's clearly been shown to be very naturally gifted. Um, and the movies, the two movies so far have advanced things very yeah. quickly, right? So um, the speed at which things are moving seems to indicate that maybe she doesn't need a lot of time to start uh, moving on to a new phase, right? Where she's training new people. And that's kind right. of the basic gist of the argument. Well, all of that, the, the whole uh, thing about Ray having all she needs is a great point, but it's a great point, point about her own personal development. She has all she needs to become a fully realized Jedi Knight. But even Luke Skywalker, who pretty much in our eyes finished his journey by Return of the Jedi, had to travel for decades to pretty much feel ready to train new Jedi. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think that the five-star man and I hate to put words in their mouth, but I think for, I've t gotten a sense from their post. They would they would answer that they um, we've seen that kind of story before, right? It would be they've been waiting a long time right. now to see a return to the Jedi Order. Where where how many were like five movies into No Jedi Order, and in this case, they really want to see the new Jedi rise, and so they're not up for waiting you know, for a, another five movies to see those Jedi show up. Right. What I'm kind of, I don't want to say hoping for, what I think might happen, whatever uh, fate may fall on Rey and Ben, uh, we might not see new Jedi being trained in Nine, but uh, by the end of it, if they're going to do a short epilogue or a, a little scene like Ryan did at the end of TLG, uh, kind of showing us the hope for for the future. We might see a glimpse of uh, uh, of the hope for for the rebuilding of of the new Jedi Order. I don't think they'll they're, they will give us a new Jedi Order on screen in nine because that would kind of have to dominate the entire movie, and we have so many things going on. Yeah, and I agree. I think I just don't think it's right for the story to have Rey training Jedi. I think it would kind of detract from where it's meant to be going. I think if they could pull it off, I would I would be open to it, you know, her having having Jedi. But I just think it's too soon. I was just wondering, like, it occurred to me that maybe it's, I mean, do you really think that we're going to go through those same steps, you know, and like the, the training and the Padawan and all that? Maybe it's just about um, opening up a new way of looking at things, you know? And right. So, if, if Ray redefines what Jedi mean right. for the future, exactly. then sure we might see new Jedi, but it will be something else. It, I, I it has to be something totally different because basically yeah. what we have witnessed here are like these orders that have just been reduced to uh, ashes. Luke already tried creating a reformed Jedi Order and it failed too, so uh, the three times yes. the charm is not a good um, message for, for right. this. They're, they're, huh. they're beating us over the head with like no orders, you know. And, you know, maybe, maybe Kylo does have a slight point at the end of The Last Jedi, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he's going, I, to, no, I'm not saying he's going about it in the right way. I but, think he does. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. yeah. I think there is to be truth honest, well, what he says. Ryan uh, Johnson did address that uh, Kylo's line 
saying that uh, if if you try to remove the past, if you try to kill it or bury it uh, in order to create something new, all you do is uh, become trapped by it. Uh, you, you are f forced to make the same mistakes. You are forced to just uh, you know f fall prey to your own ignorance. But if you learn from the past, if you take what's good uh, and learn from it, if you take what's uh, bad and you uh, basically try to fix it, then you have a chance of uh, moving on with a uh, well in a constructive way. That's why the Jedi. Mm. That's why destroying the Jedi and letting them go is not the way, but making them work like basically like looked it at the end of TLG the, just Jedi as this inspiring symbol for of hope for the entire galaxy that is a good way for the Jedi to stay and that's what needs to be the f focus of the Jedi yeah it's just about accepting you know change and yeah um, to be honest with you I think one of the reasons why I don't want Ray training Jedi in episode 9 is because not saying I, I never want it to happen I just think that it I would my my kind of ideal ending is basically you know I think a common theme with with Ray Kylo and 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 Finn is the kind of they've all been hurt and let down by what 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 was kind of their family if that makes sense and they've been they kind of like been victims of the system if you like and what I'd really like to for you know for episode nine to wrap up is basically them kind of banding together in in a, in a way and kind of making sure that doesn't happen again to any other kids out there that were like them. That's a great point, and I think mm. it's really the strongest bit of speculation I've heard on episode 9 with the oh. whole broken family theme and Ray and Kylo ad pretty much adopting uh, kids like them. That, that's a great, r really great I love idea. that. I love that, Sam. This is how it's going to work from now on with the whole the whole post, you know, us choosing posts from the subreddit. Right. So, if you go to our... We, we do have a subreddit, um, which is r slash Kesselfun. That's all one word. Um, there will be a, a topic there and it's going to be labeled um, Star Wars, our Star Wars speculation theory suggestions. So if you if you see a theory on the Star Wars speculation sub that you think, oh, I really want to see these guys discuss that, then please post it to that topic because then we will see that. And we it's it's not ensuring that 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 particular theory will be chosen, but it's letting us know that that's what the listeners kind of want to listen to. And, and if we think it's going to work for us, then um, we'll definitely pick that. Can we just give credit to the authors of those theories once again, right, please? Right, sure. So uh, the Against Trey Training Jedi in Episode 9 post was uh, posted by SopiHH. That's S-O-P-I-E-H-H. -H. So give her a shout out if, if you see her on the sub. Yeah. And the pro the pro side was uh, authored by the five star man, all one word. Yeah, go check out his post; it's interesting as well. And uh, we'll link their posts in the in the YouTube description. So if you guys want to check them out, give them a like, give them a comment, or give them an upvote, I should say, then uh, I'm sure they <laughs> they greatly appreciate it. 
Uh, okay, that's the best reward. Always the upside. yeah, definitely, of course. That's that's what we that's what we do it for. <laughs> right. <laughs> Final segment is the community segment. Now we don't we can't really do much for this one this week because it's the first podcast and nobody knows about this podcast really, so <laughs> we can't really do what we would normally do. Oh man, I thought we were going to talk about the community TV series. <laughs> I'm bummed out. Ah <laughs> oh, well, I'm I'm really sorry to disappoint you on that one. But um <laughs> so this this segment is gonna be basically the way for the community and the listeners to to kinda like get in touch with us and um like ask us questions basically. So if you want uh, we'd normally be asking answering quick fire questions, right? Um, and if you want to ask us a question, you can either go to our Twitter, which is at Kesselfun. That'll be there'll be a link in the description for that, or you can go to our subreddit, and there'll be a questions topic. You can ask us a question there, and we will most likely answer that. So that's that's how that would normally go. Um, another thing for the community we're going to uh, introduce in this podcast is a speculator of the month award. You know, this is um, this is going to be given to a, a certain speculator on the Star Speculation subreddit who who we feel is deserving of it by you know either either posting a you know a really great theory or just continuing to be an upstanding member of the of the community in general. And the the, the speculator of the month will be awarded one month of Reddit gold, and they'll be given their own flare, which you know says speculator of the month uh, for the Star Wars Speculation subreddit. So if you want to suggest a candidate, go to our subreddit. Uh, that's our Kessel fun, um, and go to the speculator of the month suggestions and post their Reddit username and the reason why you think they should be picked. Um, it's not a popularity contest, so we won't be basing it off upvotes. But you know, if you give us their name and the reason for that, we can we can have a, a better idea of, of, of who we think uh, deserves the award. Can't wait for all the best contestants. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, so with all that said. Just want to thank you very much for listening. Yeah, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can either go to our subreddit at our Kessel Fun or our Twitter, which is at Kessel Fun. Um, and uh, see you around, kid. <laughs>